Welcome back. Hola, señor. ¿Cómo estás? Welcome to a Solid 7 podcast. We are a better than average podcast. But just barely made that line. Yeah, you waited time. the beat on purpose. I felt like that time it felt forced. But uh, we're not a show about nothing. But no, I actually forgot. I wasn't paying attention. I was literally in the middle of a, of a thing there. My bad. And scene. So anyways, we're not a show about nothing. But we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week we get together and we talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And so here we are. Here we are. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for joining us. Big, uh, big moment for us. Big moment in podcast land this week. Uh, we hit 1,000 plays. Hip, hip, hip. Hooray. So, but uh, uh, hit 1,000 plays on 11 released episodes. So, mm-hmm. averaging a little less than uh, 100 per episode. But, Not too uh, bad. No, I feel pretty good about that. I still want to see us up against like other podcasts in this vein obviously i don't want to see joe rogan jocko uh who else has big really big podcasts besides the two that i just named because the only two i've ever heard in my life yeah i don't know mark maron i think has a big podcast a lot npr has a lot of big things like besides those like freaking the guys that did freakonomics they've got a a big podcast like normal people starting these podcasts what are your numbers show me your numbers are we doing good are we doing bad like i don't know i feel in the grand scheme of the landscape of podcasts we're we're probably nothing i agree with that Um, yeah uh, and you know, I think I've made that joke before, you know, like anybody with a real podcast gets out of bed tomorrow and sees a thousand players on their account and they kill themselves. But, um, like, dang, what not happened? to make light of suicide, your life matters. If you need help, call that number that's everywhere. Um, but, uh, I I'm happy with it. Like what I do think might be likely is cause we talked about it at one point, especially, and I don't know if the lockdowns and stuff drove this, but, um, like, the number, just the number of podcasts out in the world, like doubled from a million to two right. million over, um, you know, 2020, 20, you know, leading into 2021. And so I'm wondering how many, okay. So I don't know if that stat is that many started, that mm-hmm. many are active. I don't know what drove that stat. So I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that being now, uh, you know, 12 episode in, episodes in, as you're listening to this one, that we've probably outlasted a lot of the ones that just kind of started up. Like, right. Um, there was one podcast before we started this one. I was just was Googling, like, are there other podcasts already with this name? Just to make sure we can use the name. Yeah. And there was the one with, like, the two girls. And they had, like, like four podcasts total. But that was, like, four months in between each. And it, I don't, th- the last episode was, like, months before we had posted. And I was like, hmm, they didn't last. They only last four. Yeah. And they almost had our name. Yeah. It was, like, solid something. Sure, now they'll. They're coming back now. Find out about this and send us a cease and desist. And oh yeah, I'm sure with COVID, that. Now that COVID's over, they're coming back and that echoey room. So and then we'll just have to be a, a solid. You can't do solid eight. I like the alliteration. Solid seven. It's just slightly over average. Yeah. So, but just barely. But now the the thousand plays is is cool. We're excited about it. Happy I mean, we're, I don't want to sound like we're not appreciative of it. That's, no, I like it. Yes, we're just trying to stay level-headed. Because now it. the app says 1K instead yeah. of just an actual number. And I'll say, um, A, we have a 1,000 plays, maybe, right? Because we've talked about that on here before. We don't actually like, know, right? Like, Anchor's analytics don't match up with Apple's analytics, and the majority of our plays do come from Apple Podcasts. However, I will say that even though those don't line up, Anchor is the lower number of plays. Right. So it's like at least a thousand. Right. So yeah, it doesn't even say like 1000 
and two is just no. like 1K, you're it. Once That's it, it. Once it rolled over to 1,000, now we got to wait to hit two to see that move. Uh, I wonder if it'll go at one, one, 1. 1. 1.5. Yeah. 1. Maybe. Maybe we'll get points. So now, now we're done checking. I mean, we, you know, we're still picking, we're picking, we are picking up about a hundred plays a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ish. So we should see if we hit 1.1. Adam's episode taking a minute to come out. I think hurt that one a little bit, but that was Apple's fault. Yeah. Which that's so, up now. Go listen. Last week was, uh, exciting. Yeah. Here at the Solid <laughs> 7 Podcast. So, uh, well, the listeners don't know, but it was right after we hit the stop button. I, hey, I, I told everybody. I, I, well, I told all of our Patreon listeners. Patreon, so. no, Patreon knew something was happening in the midst. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, we wrapped the regular pod. Oh, you know what? Yeah. We're we making need... a great mistake. We haven't cracked our Jocko Ghost. Yeah. I feel it. I need it. I need Let's it. Let's do it. I feel the power. I'm chugging the, Jocko, the, Jocko the sour Gale, apple. Jocko, the, the sophisticated choice for your energy and hydration needs. Stop pumping in that garbage and get yourself a Jocko Go at Wawa Vitamin Shop in your mom's house. They don't give us a dime. We treat them like a sponsor anyways because we love them in hopes that we will somehow woo them into sponsoring us. So. Or just be their friend. But we are also just actually fans. Did you see my Instagram the other day that I bought like eight of them at Wawa at one time? No, and I don't follow you on social media. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, four, two for four dollars at Wawa. So two I, for four, two for four twenty-five. Let okay. me clarify yeah, that. I've, that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so, funny on the rack. Uh, there's a a different price. Yeah, Wawa's artwork says like two for five something. Jocko's yeah. artwork, which is the one I'm probably going to go with, Jocko's artwork right in front of the case says two for 425 yeah but then when you swipe it at the counter it's four for 25 two for you got it you got it it's the four dollar one not the five dollar one so i got eight yesterday it's the better of the two and um i wish jocko on his website it's probably cheaper in the long run to get the packs from his website because you can get the 10 percent off free shipping yada yada but then you're like stuck to one flavor like wow i got like four or five different flavors are you sure it won't let you like go on and make like change flavors month to month I'm sure you can, but if then I don't want a case of and save. 12 or 32 sour apples. Why want, not? Because I want a bunch of flavors. I like changing it up every day. Every day, a new flavor. So just keep overpaying and wasting your time going Wawa. <sighs> but I usually get I mean, like, At least right now, you're not overpaying. Right. That's right now, I'm I'm making now. Yeah. So anyways, get a Jocko go at Wawa. So yeah, we wrapped the regular pod with uh, Mike Redacted last week. Uh, yet another fun fun podcast with mike and towards the end i'm like ah, my stomach's feeling dude were you feeling it during yeah. the actual podcast no, i felt fine okay and i wondered like listening back i'm like am i gonna like did i sound like i was feeling off and i didn't feel like i did Mm-mm. um so you know we we break between the the podcast and the doing the bonus content for patreon and so i'm like oh you know guys i'll, I'll be right back i'll i'm just gonna run to the restroom Came back, kind of no factor. We started up. Mike starts telling his war stories that you can only hear on the Patreon. They were actually really awesome. Yeah, he did a great job with it. He teased uh, one about killing dogs, right, on the show. He said that on the show. Uh, I don't know that he used the word killing. It felt real harsh just now when when you said it. Yeah, um, he said it nicer than I just did. But it's, you know, his application of the story as one where it's like context is everything was was actually really well done. So go check it out on the Patreon. But uh, he starts telling his stories and, uh, you know, we're all adults here. We all we all know the drill. Like, I'm not feeling good. And it's one of those where it's like, no, I need to go back to the restroom and Mm -hmm. I need to go back to the restroom 
right now. Yeah, been there. So, so I just kind of quietly uh, pieced out, and you, you gentlemen kept the show rolling. Didn't even and, notice. If and, you didn't uh, even say it when you came back, no one would have even known. So, uh, you know, went and I'm like, and it was, you know, it was, it was not, uh, it was not, it was not good. And, uh, so whatever. You were just feeling like super nauseous? No, at that point I, I wasn't nauseous. It was just like upset stomach. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you have a bidet? Uh, I don't cause I'm an American man. Have um, you ever used a bidet? So, uh, uh, no, same answer. No, uh, because really? I am an, uh, an American man. What does that mean? Um, that, that means I, I don't shoot things at, at my bunghole. Is your masculinity just, that uh, frail that you can't have a stream of water hitting your bum? Um, it means that I'm an adult that just figured out wiping roughly 36 years ago and it's, it's served me pretty well. So I do that. Okay. So poop slaps on your arm. Pow. Poop. You just going to get a thin piece of paper and go, I'm clean. No, I just let it ride. No, oh, that's gross. You wipe that off? Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to get water and hose the bejesus out of that thing. And that's what a bidet does. It keeps you clean, keeps you hydrated, hydrated, hygienic. Keep, you have better hygiene with it. It's really good. And you get the cleanest bum hole of all the bum holes. Get a bidet on Amazon, 30 bucks. <clears throat> I had to cough, but it didn't come. So anyways. So buy a bidet. They're great. Um, so, uh, you know, come back, figure out, I, I can make it the rest of the way. Mike's, Mike's on to, I think, about a third story. And that's when I'm feeling it. I'm like, yeah, I'm nauseous. I'm like, this is, this is going to be a whole thing. So, and you know, full disclosure, some, some stomach virus had been making its way through the house. Um, you know, my, my mom, I think we've probably mentioned stays here during the week, watches my daughter. And, uh, she had been sick all night, one night, um, with something stomach virus related. The kids had little tiny itty bitty versions of it. Nothing as bad as mom had. But it hit Jade bad one night, um, and so I'm like, "Well, it's it's coming. It's it's going to get me." But then it just hadn't. I mean, it had been like all week. Everybody was feeling fine. We were recording Friday night last week, and so just came on me. And uh, so Mike, Mike actually had other stories in the can. He's like, "I've mm-hmm. actually had another one, or I've got some more." And I'm like, "Yeah, I we, gotta we go. gotta go." <laughs> Literally, I close out the Patreon. I'm like, "I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go spend the rest of the night being sick." Yeah, and uh, I spent the, the the rest of the night being sick. That you was spent, you spent it somewhere real. So like we we uh, we stopped the recording. You guys are chatting. I get up, go to the kitchen with every intention of just getting sick in mm-hmm. in the sink. And remember, yeah, I'm standing there at the kitchen. You kind of get that like salivating going yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, I hate that feeling. Uh, and I remember going, oh man, I'm super lightheaded. And uh, the next memory I have is of uh, Mike's well coiffed hair. Uh, leaning over me on the floor where I have passed out. Yeah. So. Well, it was funny because we were talking and then we you left. So yeah. we were still in here. And then all of a sudden I hear a bang. I thought you just dropped something. Yeah. And so I ignored it. I was just like, I can't drop something. Yeah. But Mike, full red alert instantly. He knew something was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, this man, this is a trained man. Yeah. And I am just a boy thinking you're fine. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you don't want to talk, uh, you know, like we all know I'm a founding father's nerd. The founding fathers would have referred to it as providence, but literally just like God moving, like, just like, Hey, God was kind of watching out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if we had recorded on Thursday instead of Friday, and then I was still that sick on Friday, how would right. that have played out? Right. If we hadn't recorded till midnight yet right. again, how would that have played out? If Mike had had to bail. Right. Uh, because of, you know, uh, of work, you know, how would that, because, 
your response would have been very, very different from no. from Mike's response. No, yeah, he's definitely and, uh, he knows his stuff. So you know, uh, wasn't wasn't a fun thing, and uh, took a took a fun little ride to the hospital. Got to meet the guys from our our local uh, fire department station. That was nice. Great guys. Well, what was funny is and when they uh, were evaluating you, you were you that whole time when they were asking you questions. What's this, funny this, at that. any point that I wasn't passed out, mm-hmm. I have perfect memory of all of it right no yeah you were fully yeah. conscious when they were like evaluating you if yeah. they should take you in or not and even it was funny at one point uh, mike's like i'm pretty sure you're not having like a cardiac event or anything but i also can't find your pulse i literally reached up and like opened the apps on my apple watch yeah, I remember and you scrolled doing that, yeah. to heart rate i'm like no it's my heart's there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that part was an odd experience if you've never passed out i that that doesn't happen to me all the time but i've maybe passed out and that might have been the third time in my entire life something well, like that passed out twice within like um, five minutes uh, yeah i was just gonna leave it to i passed out but so i passed out a couple times um but um so the both previous times were related to like giving blood or having yeah. a bunch of blood drawn yeah um and so at least my experience every time has been that I immediately go into like a dream. Like when they, Hmm. obviously we didn't have like little ammonia capsules here, but like if you're at a doctor's office or somewhere or a hospital or something and you pass out, they'll snap a little ammonia capsule and and walk under your nose to to snap you out. Right. And it's just like this biggest jolt because you're just immediately like in REM, like in la la land. Right. And so it's like, okay, I was somewhere else in this universe. And now I'm I'm back right here, and not in a way that I was last time. I was right here, and so that that part's really disorienting. But otherwise, and so uh, you know, got got sick like that that once. Went to the hospital, and it was just uh, they ran tests. They gave me some, uh, um, you know, they hung a few bags of saline, and it was just a combination of a bunch of stupid things. Like I had just gotten. I hadn't been sick long enough for that to have dehydrated me. Mm. Like at the point that I went down, I had had a bout of, of diarrhea, right? Like it's right. not like that voided my right. body of water. Um, but had just gotten dehydrated that day and am older than I used to be. And was, I mean, it was r- very, very nauseous. Like it wasn't yeah. like a, eh, it was, right. um, so it was just the, the perfect combination of things to put me down. So it was like an, a norovirus, which is pretty standard. They're no fun, but it's right. it's pretty much, that's the gig. That's like a bad stomach bug. And so they named, it's like vagal syncope or something like that. Syncope is the right word. Vagal might not be, but it's literally just because you've got this vagus nerve that actually like connects your your brain down to your di- digestive system and everything. And so it's this, this response where your body's like, well, I don't like this that's going on and will like tank your heart rate. So then it's not like your heart's not pushing blood up to your, mm. your brain. So I don't know if I had like laid down and put my feet up or sat down and put my head between my knees if I wouldn't have passed out. Mm-hmm. Of course, at that point, the only option would have been to just you know vomit all over the, the kitchen floor instead of into the sink yeah probably the better option yeah between that and passing out but uh yeah, yeah so it was exciting thank god mike was here thank god he's actually on call he's down mike the street right now i didn't, wasn't going to tell you so, but uh yeah i just have, I, well i'm i've been hydrating quite well ever since so. oh look at you a little sip right there uh so yeah Ended the podcast with a bang. Yeah, that was great. So, uh, you know, but does I've talked about it on here before when we were uh, talking about uh, waistlines and what's healthy and what's not. So it was like uh, it, it had been on our radar anyways. anyways but uh, Jay and I, for a while back before Marley was gone, we had been going to Orange Theory together. Mm-hmm. Which we, I mean, we, we enjoyed a lot. So I, I, the struggle I always had with Orange Theory is... 
um, despite my rotund figure, uh, like I've actually done a fair amount of like um, just reading and studying and learning about health and nutrition and fitness in particular. Um, and kind of through a weird chain of events, stumbled onto what's called HIT, not HIIT. So HIIT is what most people are familiar with now, high-intensity interval training. Um, so like CrossFit would come across that, right. Orange Theories, that format, and there's a bunch of other stuff that kind of... Uh, HIT is just high-intensity training, cleverly named. Um, and really kind of started with the guy that started um, Nautilus uh, way back in the day, Arthur, and I'm going to forget Arthur's last name. doesn't matter. Um, but it's it's developed beyond that, and the science has gotten better. And so it's just as far as um, like strength training goes, HIT is, with plenty of science behind it, um, the, the safest, most effective way uh, and most efficient way of doing strength training, right? So you're doing... Uh, Compound movements, you can do them. You can do them with weights. You can do them with, without weights. You can do them with machines. You can do them without machines. Um, but you're doing these very slow, intentional movements with perfect form, and you're doing that to absolute muscle failure. You can, the weight cannot be moved anymore. Uh, but you're making sure your weight is set such that you're you're achieving that positive muscle failure within like 60 to 90 seconds from the start of, of the movement. And for a lot of reasons, um, that's just as efficient, as effective as it gets. But it's very, very hard, um, like working, doing any movement to positive muscle failure where you, with all of your might, you can no longer perform the movement with perfect form, um, which is part of where the safety comes into play. Like it triggers fight or flight in your brain. Like it's a it's a very very tough thing to do without a trainer. And I was actually doing HIT with a trainer for a while. But the problem was once I had this knowledge of HIT in my head, doing any other version of training always felt like a waste of time because it mm -hmm. wasn't as efficient, it wasn't as safe, um, and it was effective, but likely not any more effective, right? Like obviously you can get stronger or you can you know, doing all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. And not everything that we that we term exercise really is. Not everything that we think of as exercise will actually make you stronger. But that's a bit of a, a digression. So when Jay, like, whereas my wife, like, we had had a YMCA membership for a long time. She liked going and doing Zumba classes, stuff like that. So at the point that neither of us were kind of doing anything anymore, Orange Theory seemed like kind of a happy medium. So it's kind of got a class aspect. Um you know, there it's it's regimented. You're working with a trainer, but it's not one on one. But there's a trainer in every class, and they're watching form and there's strength training built into it. Um, and so, I just what I what I've come to understand, and it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know if uh, my old trainer, he's actually a, he, he's in Central Florida, and he's actually a big name in HIT space and a and highly intelligent guy. And if he hears this, he's he's going to text me and chide me. But I'm like, where I kind of feel like HIT's failing comes in is the failure to recognize human nature. Like, is, is it the most effective, efficient, and safest form of, of exercise, of strength training? Absolutely it is. 100%. I, I believe that, and I think you can back that up with science. Um, but it's also not the best. And the reason being, and this is kind of some a carryover thought from uh, like the firearms world, where there's this common question of, oh, what's, what's the best carry gun? If you're going to conceal carry a firearm, what's the best... Uh, concealed carry handgun and everybody's got an answer and they've got reasons that that's their answer and that's their go-to but the reality is that the best one is the one that you'll actually carry right because if somebody uh buys something that's it's too heavy on them or it's too thick or it doesn't feel good in their hand there's all these reasons where it will end up just sitting in the safe right instead right. of carrying it so that might be a great handgun 
that might be a, an incredibly trustworthy handgun. But if you're not carrying it, 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 it does you no good, right? So there, there would have been better options. And so the thing with HIT is it is very intense. Like you're pushing really, really hard. And it's but the really, third really, time you know you have to go, it, you're like, uh, I don't want to go. I would actually get like driving to his um, his studio to, to train um, with him. And I don't think he'd mind me using his name on here. Uh, his name's Drew Bay. You can find him on online at drewbay.com. Um, and Drew's been in the in the uh, you know the uh, exercise strength training space for a long, long time, uh, essentially almost his whole life. Um, and uh, I would get itchy. I would get itchy as I'm driving to his house because my body's anticipating it was a, it was an adrenaline dump. My body's in- anticipating like mm-hmm. this fight or flight thing, knowing like you're gonna go through this, this agony str- struggle. Yeah, because at that point of positive muscle failure, you're doing you're doing that, and then just a little bit beyond to make yeah. sure that you've completely drained it, uh, exhausted all the fibers in in those muscle groups that are being worked. Um, it's it's intense. Like it's a deep yeah. muscle burn, and it's. Part of part of doing that well and safely, one is is keeping f- perfect form, because you'll start to modify your form to find more leverage to keep going, and that's not good. That's when you get hurt. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason good form is good form and bad form is bad form, um, right? So if you can't maintain perfect form, even if you could keep the movement going, you're cheating to do it by changing leverage or changing something else, and so you're done. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's a, it's a really really strong muscle burn and part of doing it well is learning the difference between like muscle pain and like acute pain like does a joint hurt that's a problem we need to stop does your muscle burn that's not a problem we're not we're not done yet until that muscle can't move the weight anymore we're not done with this movement jeez um and it's it's just not for everybody so safest most effective doing doing that will get you as strong as your dna as your genetics will allow you to get there's nothing you could there's there's no other form of training you could do that would get you stronger than HIT will get you. Is that what Thor's doing? Uh well, I think or is he pumping? He probably he's injecting. Has some help. And why wouldn't you? Who cares? It's not like he's an MMA fighter. I like, know. I was telling someone the other for day for your movie role. I know. Yeah, I go told get someone jacked, bro. Hugh Jackman is for sure juicing, and so they're like, "No, they're actually legit. They're on diets." I'm like, "No, no, you, yeah, that so, dude." <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, I've listened to like MMA fighters talk about this: guys that stayed clean their whole career, and guys that didn't. But when you're around that, you know the gig. Period. Right. And you still like you don't just inject steroids and and look like those guys right you got to eat right you're still right. putting you're in still the work, eating right but, but you still also juicing. don't look like hugh jackman looked at his age Mm-mm. filming those movies Mm-mm. uh because you're you're eating salad and you're doing, you're doing pilates or something that's that's <laughs> nah, awesome, he, was, he was so pumping. you've you've got to do the work yeah um, and i'm sure those guys are just you know yeah that's why he, that's one of the reasons and, why and whatever but it's one of the reasons why you stopped yeah, wolverine because uh he wanted to eat normal food again. Yeah, there's some funky supplements going on there. So, uh, but the problem is, like, if somebody won't stick with it and won't keep doing it, then it's not the best form, right? Right. So, for us, like, uh, as, as a couple, not that some, we had to find something that worked for both of us, but that was good. Like, we could go and hit, we could, A, you could, we, Orange Theory workouts are an hour long. So, we could go, and there's one around the corner from work. So, we could go during work. So, we're not trying to find somebody to watch the kids, anything like that. We could program it in. Um, and... It does, like, I find if you're paying somebody to train you, like, if you're paying the kind of money you pay for, like, an Orange Theory versus paying, like, 20 bucks a month at a Planet Fitness or something. I'm paying $10 like, a month at Planet Fitness. Yeah, so, and and how often have you been at Planet Fitness? We go pretty often the last couple I'd weeks. I'd say, like, I get the little watch alerts. Like, you've worked out pretty regularly for, I don't know, a year or so now, but I thought you were just going to your, uh, like, your whatever in your complex. No, we've never gone to that. 
No, why would you? Why not go pay plan? No, we went much. one time to check yeah. it out before we started playing it, and it's garbage. Yeah. And then it's it's a small room. It's awkward. There's yeah. no music playing. And then if there is someone else working out, yeah. it's dead quiet, and it's really close space. It's yeah. awkward. So by and large, it's not uncommon for people that are paying low dollar like that to either not be going and keep paying, which is hilarious. The amount of money f- they must make off of that, or to just stop going and cancel. Well, that's what they're betting on is yeah. you to keep paying and not go. Yeah. So um, putting a little more skin in the game makes it like, yeah. uh, well, I don't feel like working out but dear god i'm giving them piles of money i probably ought to go right yeah um so we found orange theory was a decent fit but then uh my wife got pregnant with our second child and so dare a little ways into the pregnancy um she went ahead and stepped away from that and listen i know you your wife your sister whoever got pregnant and they worked out the whole time and it was great I'm very happy that that was their pregnancy. <laughs> that was my pregnancy. Uh, this this was ours, and and for various reasons, Jade decided, and none of them like laziness or not wanting to work out. Jade stepped away from it, and then I I kept going for a little while, and then I actually they do like an annual transformation challenge where it's like it runs over a certain number of weeks. You you weigh at the start of it, you weigh at the end, highest percentage of body weight loss uh, wins, like five hundred bucks. Oh, right, yeah. Not I mean not an insignificant amount of money. Like I said, I've I've read up a ton. That's probably on, your one week's attendance. Um, I, I've read theory. up a ton on uh, nutrition and fitness, and so there's actually um, like it's not set, it's not like fixed, but on like there's a certain amount of energy you can draw per pound of body fat on you per day. Like that number is fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not infinite, right? Like everybody, I think, understands at some level that you can kind of draw energy. Like that's the whole point of fat stores on your body. Um, but so the Navy did a style a story, a study a while back, and it's on average, it's like 31 calories per pound of body fat per day. That's what you can draw, uh, right? And then there's also some math behind like what um, kind of what your minimum calorie consum- consumption a day needs to be. Rather, you could like, where as I sit right now, there's more than enough calories on me to go and, and not eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, what I need for the day is on my body. But if you underconsume, your body starts to downregulate. Your body says, oh, we're in a famine. We're going to conserve energy. Mm-hmm. So then your energy burn goes down, right? So you're when you're trying to lose weight, you're walking this line be, behind between, I need to be at a calorie deficit. I need to be burning more calories every day than I'm consuming. Right, so that my body goes and gets those extra calories from the fat that's on me. That's how you get rid of fat. That's how right. that works. Uh, but also, I don't want to go. I don't want to go so low, um, Han Solo. Yeah, I don't want to go so low that uh, I, my body starts to kind of downregulate my metabolism, and then I'm not burning as much, so that that loss isn't as much. But so I know all that math, and I knew exactly what my body weight was and how much of it was fat. And so I'm asking the people at the counter. I'm like. How what what was the winning percentage of the last couple ones of these? And it was uh, it was like eleven percent. And I knew how long the thing was, and I knew like I knew like when I lock in, I can be very very disciplined on these things. Um, so I knew exactly uh, what I could lose and what I needed to hit the the winning percentage, and I hit it within a half a pound of my prediction. Wow! Uh, and and won their thing. So came right off of that, and they do all these themed things throughout the year. So their next theme was like uh, so I was doing like five a weeks mm-hmm. during that. Um, including 90 minute workouts on Saturday mornings there, uh, to, to hit the numbers that I needed to hit. And so then they followed that up with like a marathon thing. And over this thing, like I've never been a runner, but I'd gotten pretty comfortable on the tread where I got to where I was going from, I wasn't, uh, like a runner at all to where I was doing like nine minute miles on the tread. Now wow. I get, uh, you know, not even going to make the high school track team. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in your late thirties when you've never been a runner, 
I was pretty okay with that. Um, so they're doing this marathon thing. And if you complete, you sign up and if you complete like a full marathon or half marathon distance, you get like a hat or a towel or something. I'm like, well, I like hats and I'm enjoying the tread. So I start doing that. And basically long story short, like over these two months, like I just overextend myself. Like my body's just worn out. Wasn't doing enough rest. Wasn't doing enough recovery. Put way too, cause I'm a Clydesdale man, put way too much stress on my shins, on my ankles. Just wasn't feeling good. And I can't remember like where that came in with the time frame of like that and COVID, but with Jade being out with me being out, all that to say we've been away from, from orange theory after going for pretty consistently for a year or more and, and liking it and liking the coaches and stuff to not going at all. And so, and then, you know, we're under lockdown and we're whatever. And so now I, I look like this instead. So we had, we, you know, we had done and tried different things. We actually bought like a very, very nice rower at the house. We like, we like rowing at orange theory We'll, we'll row, we'll do whatever. It's like with the kids here, with work, with everything else, it's like, oh, there's just not not time to row, right? So all that to say, so uh, this week we went and we signed back up. We're like, no, it's, you know, between the, the hospital run and just everything else, like we need to get our butts in gear. We're not getting any younger. It's definitely, listen, if you're sitting there right now and you're like, I'm skinny, I've always been skinny, I'm always going to be skinny. Probably not. I mean, you might be the exception, but pro- probably not. Like your metabolism slows life changes it tends to i've been a twig twig my whole life Um, and starting to fill in well and um don't confuse skinny with healthy because they they're absolutely not the same thing correct um and so and you know you can be skinny and healthy you can be skinny and strong um but you can also be skinny and unhealthy and skinny and weak which is not a good position to be in me anyways um and so but i say all that to say this this is a little abnormal for the podcast like we don't normally talk health and fitness though uh, we've always said we're not a show about any one thing. And it, it has always been a genre that I'm interested in. So as um, I grew up my whole life as a swimmer, so I was on swim team. There wasn't even a, an age group for me when we... Did you uh, shave your legs? Uh, way back in the day. Uh, I'll get to that for you. Um, so uh, w- like when I was four, when when we lived up north, like I was a well above average swimmer. And so I was on swim team even up there. And I swam all the way. I, didn't, I think I didn't swim my uh, senior year. I was more interested in having a job and a car and a girlfriend. But I swam all the way up through like my junior years. But then I also raced my bike. I raced BMX competitively for a long, long time. And when I say competitively, um, now there's all kinds of categories to BMX. So I'm not claiming anything. Undo me. I wasn't a pro. I wasn't whatever. So you you race once upon a time. This may have changed since then. You're either a beginner, a novice, uh, or an expert, and then you're also racing in your age group. So like if you're a 15-year-old novice, you're going to race other 15-year-old novices, um, and then all the way up on through through pro. Um, but uh, 95 or 96 uh, in my category of, I can't remember if I was racing expert at that point. I probably was expert or novice at whatever age I was, I was sixth in the state and 13th in the nation. And I had raced up and all over like the East half of the country. So like I've, I've been competitive at a decent level of things that require a high level of fitness swimming, obviously very different from racing the bikes. Um, but so like I've been around this tangentially for a while. I wasn't a D one athlete. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. Your mileage may vary. This is all my stuff. Don't follow any of my advice, even though I'm right about all this stuff. Um, 
But so going back to Orange Theory, like Orange Theory's Wait, whole, did you shave your legs or not when you oh, swam? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, as a swimmer, no. Particularly if you're oh. not like highly competitive, you're not gonna to mess with that. So like high school, about the only time um, we we would shave our legs, like the the guys team, like you didn't do that for the season. But mm. uh, at if you made it out of regionals to districts, you probably would. Certainly, if you made it to How, states, it, you would. Does it really make a difference? Yeah, I mean, you think. Any anything that creates drag in the water, I mean, it's like if you've ever gone out and done sprints, like with one of those little parachutes on your back, mm-hmm. it's it's same diff, right? I mean, uh, your leg hair versus a parachute. Seems well, like- when you're talking a sport where the difference, I mean, again, I wasn't ever going to be, wasn't even close, but watch the Olympics, right? Swimming was exciting for a while there because of, yeah. of Michael Phelps. Look at the the splits that right. that make the difference yeah. in winning. So it's like and. I'll say, like, I, I come from a racing family, right? So my, my dad, um, his first memory as a kid that he had was of going to a stock car track mm-hmm. up north, right? Um, he was a stock car and just a, a motor car racing fan his whole life. He raced many stocks. He had his own race car and raced many stocks for a while. Um, I, again, swimming, kind of its own little version of racing. It's not, you know, I don't know if anybody thinks of it that way, but it, it is somewhat. Yeah. And then obviously I raced BMX for a while and, like, Racing is racing is racing and is racing. And to some extent, sport sport. Like you take any little advantage you can get. Yeah. Any little advantage. So as an example in BMX, obviously my wheels had spokes, right? And Uh so the way spokes connect to the rim is there's actually a little screw head there, right? right? So you actually uh, run a tube protector on the inside of your rim. Normally, it's a rubber strip that goes all the way around the rim. So it protects your, the tube in your tire from mm-hmm. being popped by the head of those little screws mm-hmm. connected to your spokes. Well, if you're, if you're serious, like I never had those protectors in my rims. We cut little pieces of electrical tape just big enough to cover the head of those screws. And we taped each one on the inside of my rims mm. because that was weight I didn't need to wow. be pushing around the track. Right. So anywhere you could save weight, anywhere you could save friction, better bearings, better grease, better whatever you want that advantage. If I'm if it's going to be the difference between making state, not making state of like a tenth of a second and having less friction from body hair can make that difference. Why not? It's going to grow back. No. Yeah. I'm just amazed that it causes that much friction that it even became a thought to somebody. I don't know that it's it's that significant. Because like, like once you get wet, doesn't it like stick to your leg? Like if and you like, if you took somebody that's a high, you know, it maybe at the high school level, and if you're not like somebody that's Olympics bound or college mm-hmm. sports bound, maybe you could you could time the same swim a hundred times with and without leg hair, and maybe you'd never see a difference. Right. I I will say like there is something about like uh, you know, and you played football in high school, right? Yeah, so dude. there's something about like game day prep. There's something about like being ready for that thing. Fighters talk about like. <clears throat> you know, once their once their fists, once their their wrists and stuff are being taped, it starts to change their mindset, like mm-hmm. getting ready for the fight. So there's something about that prep, you know, whether it's placebo, whether it's whatever. I'm gonna that, shave my legs. Yeah, and I'm gonna swim so, so fast. But it's it's about going in, going okay. I'm I'm standing on the starting block, and I've done everything right. that I can do to be as good right now as I can be. Right, right, and so. You know, maybe if you're standing there with leg hair, maybe you're still going to be as fast. Maybe you're not, but you probably can't stand there and honestly tell yourself, I did everything I could do to give myself a competitive edge in this hmm. race, shy of breaking the rules. Interesting. So, so you're going to start working out? Yeah. So what's cool, the part where this actually kind of uh, fits with our podcast is that 
So Orange Theory's thing, and we'll we'll link to Orange Theory, and we'll we'll link to the thing that I'm going to talk about is um, that everything is heart rate based when you go in there and train. So they've got treadmills, they've got rowers, they've got weights, they've got some other things that they they use for their workout programming in there. But the whole time you're wearing a heart rate monitor that's actually connect, connected to the system in their workout space. So all your stats are up on a board. So like you can see what heart rate zone you're in and how much time you're spending there. And they kind of gamify it. So if you're in the top two tiers of like orange or, or red heart rate zones, they're giving you quote unquote splat points. That's their thing. But they're gamifying it in like, oh, you know, you want to be getting this many splat points per workout. And there's some science behind that of really what they're trying to do is make sure that you spent your heart rate, like you get a splat point by being in orange or red heart rate zones for at least a minute. Mm. But what they're doing is making sure that you spent at least, I think it's like 12 is their target for every workout, that you spent at least 12 minutes in that orange zone or higher Mm -hmm. because of the metabolic effects and stuff that you see from that. So, but they gamify it to make it fun and you're up there on the board with everybody else. So you got that point, you're like, oh, I'm not going to let them earn more splat points than me. I don't know. I'm going to push. Also, you can't hide. You can't slack, right? Like if you're sitting there, you know, like your heart rate's showing, you know, green or blue instead of orange or red. Right. Like you can't hide. Do yes. you see the number or is it just a color? Uh, You see like a percentage of your heart rate, I, I think. Oh, okay. I can't I can't remember. It's, it's been a little bit. Um, But so you're wearing a heart rate monitor that connects to their system. So I think when they first launched Oint there, it was like a, the, a typical heart rate monitor strap, uh, chest strap, if you've mm-hmm. seen those. Yeah. Um, and then they went to, you know, one that was like a, a, a band, like you'd put it on your forearm or maybe up on your bicep. And then they went to a more advanced version of that one. And that's that's what I had when I was going before. But then in between, like when we stopped going and now they released, because I was always like, I'm going to wear my Apple watch. And I was, I would actually always track the workout on my watch too. And because I, I like to compare the, the stats and the numbers and everything. I'm like, I'd really rather not be wearing two things. And sometimes I'm, I'm not knocking their, their kit. It's good stuff. But sometimes like, um, you know, if, if that thing was, wasn't placed just right, like it wouldn't read right and you'd lose some of the stats uh, from yep. your, from your whatever, where I'm like, no, nah, my Apple watch, it just reads. And I actually think their newest, um, like band version like that, the, the burn, it actually takes more heart rate readings like per second or minute than the Apple watch does. Mm. So you're seeing more constant info. Um, but I just, I would have not all the time. It worked fine most of the time, but I've had placement issues with it or I'd have to tension the strap or whatever sometimes. Um, so the, like there is just, you could see on like, cause there's uh, OTF uh, subreddits and stuff like that. And just, you'd see from the community, like, please just let me use my watch. I'm already wearing it. So the deal is that like their system uses what's called ant plus mm-hmm. ant plus, which is just another wireless communication form, but it supports like way more devices than like Bluetooth would. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty standard even in sport. So a lot of times if you're in a gym or something where you've got a device that can connect to, like the machine you're on that's typically ant plus or i know like when i was into road bikes if you were using a power meter those connections were ant plus stuff like that so the deal is their stuff is connecting via via ant plus it has bluetooth in it too so that you could do out of studio workouts but it's got ant plus and apple watches don't so they released it's called um just the ot like the otf beat link mm-hmm. l-a-n-k uh, and i've got one here to to show you and so um, it comes in a little case, not unlike an AirPods case that I was charges. Say, is that black AirPods? Yeah, that. Don't get me started. That's funny. I I grabbed uh, Jade's, and hers isn't in here. So the case charges it, right? So mm-hmm. the the actual little device will last um, like six sessions. They say like six hours, mm-hmm. but the case will recharge it like eight times. 
And I don't, I don't know how to describe this. I guess you would describe this thing as it's kind of shaped like a thin C, but it's basically just a little attachment that goes right on your wristband, just on the band of your Apple watch. It's meant to go on your Apple watch. Yeah. It's meant to go right. It's, I mean, this is designed specifically for the Apple watch. Oh, wow. Sorry, Samsung gear wearers. So you just slide it right on the band. And so this connects to your watch Bluetooth and it connects to their system amp plus. Oh, wow. And so it just takes the data. But then what's awesome is so, uh, at to OTF or so OTF short for range there. So they've got these big screens. They call it the burn board and you see everybody's stats on there. But before I left, they had added individual screens onto every treadmill. So when you get on the tread, it would pop up like, who are you? Cause mm. it was reading several people around it. Right. And you would tap and you could, would connect and tell it's you. And then you'd see your specific stats right on the screen on the treadmill. That's cool. And now they've since also added those to the, the rowers. So you work out at like different stations, like you rotate through yeah. the stations while you're in there. So as you move to each station, you would just select yourself. Right. So then the only thing that doesn't have those individualized screens is their weight floor. Mm-hmm. But now by doing this, all of your, your stats, your splat points, your current heart rate, all that stuff just show on your Apple watch, the whole workout. That's cool. So you just open up their, their app on here. You connect one time and then it just sees it. There's Can no connected to health and all that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It connects straight to health. There's no power button or anything on this. Hmm. Like so it's just it, on. It's just it's just charged and on, and it connects to your watch. And so then you just fire up their app, app, click start workout. So the way it works, like even with their like band heart rate monitors and stuff, yeah, like it doesn't start reading until they start the class in studio, right? Um, so you you put the 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 link on your watch, you click start workout, and then once they start the session, it starts reading. It's a cool little piece of tech. I'm really excited to use it. So you've never used this yet? I haven't used it yet, yeah. When did you pick that up? We just went in, I went in day before yesterday and signed us back up. Okay. Um, and then the cool thing about Orange Theory, their app's really pretty good. So mm-hmm. you can uh, set like your favorite studios, your home studio, and you can work out at other studios too. Um, and then you can just go on and you're like, okay, these are the this is the class schedule. And you just select the day and time you want to go and you sign up and then nice. you're there. You go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. If I could afford Orange Theory, uh, I would go yeah i mean they've got some some specials and deals and you can go do like a, a free workout did you do that with no me yeah no that's what i'm saying like i went to go you were with in you. the wrong zip code for mine. they're like what's your zip code i gave them my zip code they're like oh because you're not in this i'm not in your area because yeah. i live 30 minutes away they were like no it'll be like a hundred something dollars just for you to do one workout as well, like a no. friend no 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 it's, that's what it was not, no they were like to participate in this one class that you said sign up for. They're like, yeah, to do that class, you have to pay like $130. And I was like, no, hey, we're going to walk out. No, there's no, there's no orange theory. I'm sorry. There's no way that was the number. Why is that in my head? I don't because you're a crazy person like that. No. Or maybe it was like 75 bucks. It was enough more, for me to go laugh like and walk out the building. Their, their base price on their elite, which is like eight workouts a month is, is quoting. I think that's elite. I can't remember. But there's one that's like uh, eight, eight workouts a month. So if you want to go like twice a week, which is pretty reasonable, right? It's I think the base price on that's one ten a month, mm. uh, and then if you're if you if like if you get a family member discount for ten bucks, or I know they do some different discounts. One of them is like a school employee or teacher right. that you'll get ten bucks off to. Um, they don't stack them, so like the most you're gonna get from those. Then there might be other deals they offer right. that get you more than ten bucks off. Those are the one that still so still more than ten dollars a month at Planet Fitness. Yeah, but um. I mean, it's, it's all about value for dollar. Like right. what level of workout are you going to get out of those eight times that you're going to go? Because part of it is like, I don't know if you've ever worked with a personal trainer or paid them. No. Um, Cause it costs money. 
you know, it's, it can easily cost that much for a session. And so this isn't personal training, but it's, you get to like group source your personal trainer, right? So there's always a coach in there, like running the workout and they right. are knowledgeable and they will a watch for form. So they'll correct form to help keep you safe, right. but they'll also push you too. like, if they see that you're slacking or they think you can do more, right. They'll, they'll have you like, no, like grab the bigger dumbbells or, yeah. you know, push the treadmill a little higher or push the Watts up. So you get that extra push that you get from a personal trainer. You also get that eye for form to make sure that you, cause a, a lot of times when people get injured, um, it's because of incorrect form. Actually it's, it's because of two things. It's uh, particularly in like weight training. It's like people working out fatigued, you know, think about like if you're working out free weights with every movement, like the way it works, you're strongest at the first movement, every subsequent movement, you're less strong. Right. Right. Because you're fatiguing those muscles. Right. Um, so at the end, like, you know, if you're doing, um, you know, like kettlebell presses with like a 40 pound kettlebell and you're pressing that thing up over your head and your grip slips because oh, yeah. you didn't chalk, you're not wearing gloves, you're sweaty, you're right. fatigued, your form's crap. You have a uh, hole in your skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a problem. Right. right? So that's uh, not a knock on kettlebells, but that's just an inherent danger. Like if you're going to work out past, past that point, but then uh, where a lot of injury comes in is just doing things with poor form. So you're, right. pu- you're, you're putting you know, your joints, your ligaments in compromised positions and it's just not, it's just not, and then applying force. Right. right? Um, and it's just not good. So you get that little taste of personal trainer, that little flavor of that being there where you're getting that little bit of push and you're also getting that safety aspect, uh, but without paying actual personal trainer prices right. because you've all paid some. So yeah, not hating on orange theory at yeah. all. It's yeah. that's all fantastic. And I would love to do that. I just don't at all have that in the budget. So, well, that's what, that's what planet fitness is for. It would crack me up. So I've talked about the, the high intensity, uh, high intensity training. And so I was actually kind of, um, uh, training my dad in HIT because it's actually something that uh, somebody who's elderly or or weaker or otherwise compromised can actually do with a lot of, of safety. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was actually going down to St. Cloud to go to a gym to put my dad through HIT workouts uh, several years ago, obviously before he passed away because you couldn't get into the gym now. Um, and uh, so like the, the gym that made sense price wise was planet fitness because it's so cheap. Yeah. But we were just going in to use their machines. We'd go in and do our thing and we'd leave, but it always cracked me up that we're going in there and it's like, Oh guys, it's free pizza Friday. No Mondays. Whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid thing for a gym. No, it is really dumb. I don't participate Um, any longer. Yes. It's just like when I first started going to the gym, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then (laughs) once I started getting healthier, I was like, cheese coated lies. Yeah, right. It's like (laughs) that donut is free. Not to say that you can't be healthy and never have a piece of pizza, right? Right. But like, it seems like a weird spot to like, yeah. But no, and it's funny, you know. So when weight loss is the goal, you hear a lot of people like hit on. Oh well, it's it's just simple math. It's calories in, calories out. As long as you're, as you're in a caloric deficit, well, okay, if you're chewing to, down greased up pizza, well, and that's the thing too. To some extent, that's true. Like weight, sure. just weight loss, yeah, is simple math. If you are consuming less calories than you are burning, right, then you will lose weight, right, and it doesn't matter what those calories are. But again, we are we've already talked about it. Being skinny is not synonymous with being healthy, right? Now being being lighter is probably healthier for you than being fat. But the goal is like, how do I maximize my health? How do I get as healthy as my genetics allow me to become? Right. Right. So then at that point, then 
no, you can't say it's just calories in, calories out because we nobody needs uh, a medical degree or a degree in nutrition to understand that 200 calories of broccoli aren't equivalent to 200 calories of Skittles, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm burning 2,000 calories a day and I eat 1,800 calories a day in Skittles, am I going to lose weight? Yeah. Am I going to be healthy? Nope. Right. Nope. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be diabetic. Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> be on the floor again. There's gonna be, <laughs> a there's little gonna bit. be all kinds of issues, right? And so it was just could somebody grab that slice of pizza for free and eat it and be just fine and not really compromise their health. And now if they don't typically eat that way and then they eat it, they're probably gonna feel like garbage afterwards. Right. Um so no, I'm not saying you can never have a slice of pizza. I ate pizza today. I also look like this right now. I had Chipotle um, twice today. For lunch and dinner. Congratulations. It was actually leftovers from yesterday's lunch. I had Chipotle yesterday for lunch. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, that just always struck me as funny, that that mindset and their whole, like... Judgment-free zone. Yeah, no lunkheads. Like, it's kind of weird, their dress code, because they like they have like the signs up, and it's like, you can't have this... The dudes can't have spaghetti strap muscle tees, and it's like, that, okay... But yeah. there's still dudes in there with it on. I'm yeah. like, who's who's patrolling? So us? I don't know. There's there's the lunk alarm. If you drop a weight, God forbid, yeah. you drop a weight. Or like sometimes I've used the machines where it's like the weight. If you when you finish the rep, it slaps back down on the rest of the weights on the yeah. the cables. Yeah. Like some sometimes you can't control that, especially if you're in your third set last rep. Like you're kind of like oh, I'm done. It it just slaps. Sometimes they'll shoot off the lunk alarm. Yeah. Is what they call it. I'm like, okay, I wasn't slamming the weights idiots but anyways no judgment free judgment free i still go ten dollars a month 5 a.m uh see you there so well hey i mean it's like it I, there, there's just something about their approach their at their attitude that's a turn off from for me i just don't like the purple yeah. I, I, I don't like the purple but no i would if there if orange theory was in my in my bank account i would yeah. for sure go because that stuff is dope and i would like the little personal trainer aspect but if you're like yeah. me and you're poor and you want a personal trainer for free that's not really free. I guess it's like eight bucks a month. Apple Fitness Plus is like the next best thing. Yeah, the Apple Fitness Plus is is really cool. And I when I saw that launch, I'm like, how's that gonna hit Orange Theory? So, but it kind of goes back to that, and and it is real similar, and it is really cool, and it and it's a great service. And so I want to talk about it. But I will. Well, no, I mean, let's get let's get into to what it is really. So it's a personal trainer like base people watch youtube videos all the time of like hey do this workout with right. me and they coach you through the whole workout it's literally that but like high quality very very yeah. high quality i've done well, the, and they got they got like really highly credentialed really yeah. like charismatic people so it's kind of you know I, i've found like so the workouts i've looked at you know it's it's that same vibe as like a, a peloton or stuff where they right. they find these compelling high energy people that, that you want to work yeah, out with yeah yeah, yeah. so and like i've done the elliptical ones not yeah. the elliptical what, is that the bike one well i don't know that we've even really got, gotten into enough but so that that's a point of so they it's they have all these workouts that you can stream and it's across all these categories right a so ton. like we've done their rower workout some of the rower workouts with our rowers and it's body weight training and weight training and treadmill training and rowers and ellipticals and they have a uh, hit workouts yeah yoga they have core strength, uh, treadmill, cycling, rowing, dance, mindful cool down, yeah. which is basically more yoga. Right. And uh, I've only ever done the treadmill and the cycling. Yeah. But dude, the cycling one went the first time I did it. Oh my God. I yeah. was done. I was like, here, yeah. all right, let's wrap up. I'm, I did a 10 minute, 15 minute workout. We're going home. I'm tired. <laughs> We're yeah. done. 
Uh, but no, they kicked my butt. The, I do the treadmill ones like every day though. So or try to. So you think about just to, to flip back to Orange Theory a little bit and don't let this discourage you. Like they work with you where you're at, right? right yeah, like, yeah. Um, so like like when you're fresh and you're like you're out of shape. And I think you that's what it was. When you haven't worked out in forever and whatever. Like it's not going to take a lot to put you in that orange red zone. And they know that. And so you do what, what works the workout for you and they help you tailor things. And like when you're doing the weight floor, if they're like, okay, this is the movement we're doing, but if you need to adapt it, if you want to make it a little harder, you can do it this way. If you need it to be easier, you can do it this way. If this still doesn't work, or if you have an injury, let me know. We can work around it. So they're, they're great with that. And that's where it's nice to have the actual trainer in there with you. Yeah. Um, Apple Fitness kind of has that. They have the main guy who's kind of going hard. They have one dude that's complimenting him. Uh, but then they have a lighter person. So if you're doing yeah. a running, they have a person walking. And if you're usually they have an incline. So runners, let's go to 5% incline. But if you're walking, you're going to 10. So yeah. like there is still the balance of you're not you're not working as hard as the runners, but you're still going to be pushed a little well, bit. Well, and so that's what I was going to say. Like it's, um, you know, at Orange Theory. So you've got these three stations. And so they structure the workouts a little different. Sometimes you're going to rotate through them a few times or sometimes it's like going to be like three blocks. Like you're going to do a block at this one. You'll rotate. You do a block at this one. And so that's where it's like sometimes you've just put in like this crazy block on the treadmill and it's like, all right, get over to the rower slick. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, I just want to go cry. Yeah. Now. Jeez. But they're not out to hurt you. And so and you shouldn't overexert. But that's hearing you talk about yeah. your cycling workout just made me think of that. Where times Bro. where I had just gone all Dude, in. My thighs were, I thought they were noodles yeah like i because i don't even know the last time i've ridden a bike hard at right. all so just hopping on the thing and i just i think i picked like a 20 minute one and uh and what's cool is you can filter it based off time you can filter it based off music genre because it's also tied in with apple music yeah so the whole time they're playing music your apple watch is connected to, i don't even know if you can use it if you don't have an apple watch no um i don't know if it's a requirement or not so that's that's where the comparison to orange theory comes in right. is you're doing this workout and it doesn't have to be at your house. Like you can go to Planet Fitness, take your phone with you, right. take your iPad with you, throw that up on the rack, and you can do that treadmill workout right. or elliptical or row or whatever right there at your gym, right. or yep. you can be doing this at home. But it takes and reads those uh, biometrics from yep. your watch. So it's showing my heart rate, the heart whole rate, time. respiration, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it shows how you're comparing to other people who are doing the class yep. all on screen. I'm always at the top of the burn meter. Look at you. I don't know who else is doing it. No one. No one yeah, else that's is doing what, it. But I'm like, is it comparing me to my friends and like that I'm in my contacts or is it comparing me to like other people that have done these workouts? Because yeah. I'm always, you're at the top of the pack, it says. And I'm like, who else is doing these? Yeah. Because I don't feel like I'm going very but, hard. And it does. So it, it gives you a little bit of that gamification that how am I measuring up to right. others? Right. Um, I haven't played with it enough to tell, like, can you do where like this session's live? Everybody in this is live right now. Like Peloton does or oh, everything's I've, pre-recorded I've, I've and never, you're doing it. Yeah, it's all pre-recorded. Um, but so you kind of see how you're measuring up to other people. You can like connect with friends and challenge them and you can like we do that like if you finish a workout i get a notification i think you get the same thing and that's kind of an apple watch thing so there's kind of that accountability aspect there's some of the gamification and it does help you keep things fresh and change it up and that's that's another thing where it's like i feel like part of the the high intensity training hit community misses the the like um just the, the the flavor the changing it up right right like there's no there's no such thing as like muscle confusion that was a big like that was a catchphrase for a while like your muscles not confused all muscles recognize is work right. period yeah um you know that's why it's also like uh you know i kind of learned this getting into the h hit space there's there you know there's things we refer to oh, i'm going to do car- cardio work mm-hmm. i mean well, what do you mean 
Like, have you ever said that? I'm going to do some cardio. I've never said that. Okay. You've heard it. Yeah, I've heard people what say What do you it. take it to mean? I think they're going to go run. I don't know. So the idea, like cardio being short for cardiovascular, right? Like I'm going to do something. To get your heart rate up. That, that works my heart. Doesn't everything work your heart rate All up? Your, your heart's just a muscle. <laughs> All yeah. it recognizes is work. Well, and that's the point. HIT is like, if you're, if you're doing strength training, your heart is working to support those muscles. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you're doing HIT, you're working to such a degree that you see these high, high, like peak heart rate. Uh, spikes when you're doing it. So the idea is that you're you're moving from movement to movement very quickly. You're not taking a lot of downtime to rest. You're not doing the old mm-hmm. gym. I'm gonna walk around and chat for five minutes and cool off and go right. to the you know between my th- three sets on the the old chest press machine. It's not that. It's I finish this movement. I'm gonna take maybe sixty seconds. Then right. I'm gonna go on to the the next movement. Right. right? And so you That's actually kind of what I do at the and, gym. And so you actually get the heart rate very elevated. These HIT workouts are very short, but you get the heart rate very elevated. And so there's actually even science that shows um, that not I don't know that, that uh, those studies are specific to HIT, though there probably are some, that strength training mm-hmm. actually provides a higher benefit, a better benefit to your heart and strengthening it and improving function than what we call cardio. Mm. Because the idea of doing cardio is like that there's some exercise you can do that has some secret, super secret pathway to the heart that works the heart more or differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. And no, your heart just recognizes work. It just works to support the rest of your musculature. Right. Right. So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go do Zumba because that's cardio. It, no, no, there's, there's no such thing as cardio. Right. Your muscles only recognize work. Right. Period. Yeah, I I've, I've been really liking my I finally found like my groove on a workout routine and and I ideally it's every day. Yeah. I'm trying to work to every day. So cuz I'm pulling inspiration from Jocko. He yes. gets up at 4:30 every morning, every single morning and goes hard. Yes and no. He says he goes hard every day. But some of his like his version of going hard some days is like recovery is a real thing. Yeah, no yeah, matter yeah. who you are, if you're Jocko. So some days, like you'll see, he just does recovery work. Like he does stuff um, from, um, oh gosh, what's his last, first name? Last name Starrett wrote the book Supple Leopard. But so um, I want to say Tony, but I don't. I hope you um, figure it out. Yeah, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. But this guy's done a lot of work yeah. on the, he wrote this book, The Supple Leopard. The concept is like, we do all these things like to, to stretch and try and loosen up and whatever. Like mm-hmm. you don't ever see a leopard like warming up and prepping to go like chase prey, right? right? Like they're just ready to go. Right. So uh, Kelly Starrett, that's who it is. Um, I don't think he's an MD. I think he has a doctorate, uh, but he's done all this stuff on mobility and how do you keep tendons and joints and stuff working well and moving well and right. how do you loosen up and you, you know use like that we've you see a lot of specific tools for this stuff now but used to be like you could just use like a racquetball and you'd use that to do like tissue movement of course now there's like the theraguns and, right. and all that stuff but so um Kelly Star has really done a lot of the work and advanced that space. Uh, and Jocko will follow and do some of his stuff. So he'll okay. be like, you know, maintenance day, recovery day, whatever. I am not on IG as much because he always posts every day what he did yeah. that day. So every time I just happen to see him on IG posting, hey, I'm at 430, look at all the sweat on the ground. I'm thinking, dang, he got after it yeah. every single day. So like the everyday workout works if one, you understand that you're still going to need recovery some days and you really need to listen to what your body's telling you and do right. that when it's appropriate. Um but it also only works if you're, and I'm not going to have the right terminology here, but it's like, 
I, I'm going to work a muscle group this day. So you're still giving it recovery because right. I'm not going to work that again yeah. for two days or three days right. or, or whatever. Uh, whereas typically with something like HIT, typically one, you're working very, very, very hard because you're doing right. each of these movements to failure. Right. Um, you're not working out long. Uh, most HIT workouts are sub like 20 or even sub 15 minutes because hmm. you're doing compound movements. You're only doing them once. It's, a, it's one set oh, to true, failure yeah. and you're moving through them very quickly. So like multiple reps. But your total, Until you're dead, basically. Uh, but your your total, what's referred to as time under load, right? Like how long was I actually moving weight? Actually, when you compare that to something like a typical, like I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do all these movements, I'm going to do three sets. But you're doing those reps very fast. In HIT, you do the reps very slow right. so that you can't hide behind momentum. Yeah. And so that your muscles under load the whole the whole time. Right. So you're not locking out at the top or the bottom. You don't have, a, you know, all these different things. So you're under load for that 60 to 90 seconds that you're doing that movement to failure. Your muscles are actually under load the entire time. Right. If you add up how long your muscles are actually under load, like if you go to the gym and do what is a pretty standard, like a three set workout, rather you do all three sets of that movement right now with rest or you do a circuit and come back. Right. The actual time your muscles are under load. It's very little. It's going to be very, very close to, if not less than the standard HIT workout. Right. By the time you take out all those long rest pauses and right. the fact that you're moving the weights very, very quickly because you want to hide behind that momentum. I'm right. going to chuck this thing up and momentum is right. going to carry it forward. Right. right? And that's that's how you get hurt, right? Like yeah. uh, force, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, physicist Jason, but uh, force is mass times acceleration. So if you, you if you need force to get injured, but you're removing acceleration, you're, you're greatly decreasing force. Mm-hmm. Right, so you still have the mass, but now I'm I'm moving it very slowly and intentionally. And what's funny is you get these meatheads who sling all this weight around, but if you if you hold them to very strict form and slow them down, they can't do as much weight. Right, and they don't like it. You can do as much work. Right, you can apply as much stimulus to change to the muscle right. with less weight doing it that way, but it doesn't look as good standing in I front of the I, mirror. I kind of do what you're saying light. Like yeah. I'm I'm because I see the the other dudes in there putting forty fives on the to do a bench and I'm yeah. sitting there throwing on 25s because I'm like I, I can't bench 45 but I've been doing it slower because yeah. like I heard what you said one time like don't just don't yes. I'm just bouncing off my chest so bouncing off there's my chest. A, a few different theories in this in the HIT world you're here just move as smooth as slow as you possibly can without stopping right was the first guidance I ever came across um, Drew who I who I worked with as a trainer for a while um, and his his theories will, will change he'll kind of like it's interesting they'll change uh, what they believe with data mm-hmm. they follow the science uh, but it would COVID. still be some form of this but Drew would actually run uh, like a metronome and you were doing like a four second positive and a four second negative with very smooth turnarounds. So if you were doing like a chest press, it's a four second out. Mm-hmm. And then at the t- you're not stopping at the top. It's just the stop should be almost imperceptible that you start coming back down. Right. So you're looking at basically eight seconds per, per rep, pretty much right. standardized. Um, yeah, I'm not slinging it off my chest, but I am because I'm do. I thought I thought let me throw on the 25s. I don't take a hit to my ego a little bit, but let me actually work the muscle. I'm not doing it that slow. Yeah, but I'm not doing it to muscle failure either because obviously I'm on a rack. I don't have someone to catch it if I yeah. die. So I'm doing three three reps. And that's where there's a little bit what's cool. Sets. What's cool about Drew and definitely we'll we'll link it in the notes and go check out his stuff. So Drew developed an entire like body weight only HIT training system. It's really, really cool, really interesting. But you remove the the weights, you remo- and you can still get very 
yeah, tons and tons of resistance, and that's that's kind of the genius right. of what he he developed. Uh, but you remove the the weights, you you remove even more risk. But that's where, uh, particularly in HIT, but just in general, uh, to some extent, it's advantage machines on safety. Like you could do that yourself on a chest press machine versus, uh, you know, a bar versus right. doing a, a traditional bench. The challenge is like machines aren't all created equally and most of them are garbage. Mm -hmm. So the way a good exercise machine is designed is with full competency of uh, the biomechanics in the human body of that range of motion. So how, what your perfect form should be. And also the fact that no muscle group has a constant power output because the lever and the length of the muscle is constantly changing. Right. Um, so the amount of force you're able to exert changes at different points in the movement. So how you adjust for that to keep the force consistent with the movement in the machine is by the, the cam, like the, it's like the metal disc that like the chain or the strap or whatever is wrapping around to mm -hmm. move the weights. So sometimes you'll see those are a very funny shape. Well, that's because they're trying to use that cam then to match the force output of that movement. Right. So there are some machines like um, uh, MedX and, and the older Nautilus stuff that got that very, very right. Uh, and a lot of the stuff, uh, I won't name names, but a, a lot of what's out there and the stuff uh, that are in most of the like uh, 10 or $20 a month uh, type places are just garbage. Certainly better than nothing. Yeah. So um, back to my ideal, so I can finish this thought. Um is, I'm just saying you could do your chest press on the machine and you could slow down and do it to failure, but carry on. Eh, yeah, I'll, I'll do I'm. I like what I have going so far, but I'm not against what you're saying. Um, well, and that goes back to the best workout is the one you'll do. Sure. Yeah. But um, I like going to Planet Fitness at like 5 a.m. So I used to always... Uh, do you prefer working out after work or like before work? Uh, I actually have no preference. Does it matter to you? I've done both. I work, you know, I'm like obviously I'll, I'll go work. What time out, do you have like, to be at work in lunch. the morning? Well, that's what complicates things right now is I got to be in at seven. Oh uh, yeah. So that's it's tough to like get someplace, get the workout in, you know, get right. cleaned up and get to work. Um, because I was always an after work kind of guy, but yeah. it get, kept getting crowded and crowded. And then I heard Jocko talk about he work he wakes up at four thirty because no one can interrupt you at that time. So then I'm always getting up at ten o'clock to get to work at eight thirty. Yeah, let me see how that works out. Um, I'm late. Uh, so then the thought of me getting up early at all was insane. So if you told two years ago, Josh, today that you'd be getting up at 5 a.m., he would have never thought that was ever possible. So I started with 6.30. Let me get up. If I can get up at 6.30, go for a mile run, and then slowly been working my time back. Now I'm at 5 a.m. And uh, go to the gym, work out. I like to do like the... Apple fitness runs on here and dude, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, a couple of the trainers on there, uh, are really like good. Like he's like, yes, today's legs are not yesterday's legs. So just like feel out where you're at. He like, they'll do these little quick little stretches and then boom, you'll run, you increase your incline, you increase your speed and then he'll be like, all right, bring it back down. So you're just constantly going up and down and your intervals. Uh, and then I go to weights and stuff. And then I have another app called strong. It's free. It's on the Apple watch and I just have an Apple watch face with Nike run and then all the other stuff and strong and strong. Like I just Googled like good workout routines. I'm kind of remember what we had in weight training back in high school. Like yeah. two, uh, Wednesdays is chest back and what blah, blah, blah. And then Thursdays is legs, blah, 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 blah. all the different ones. I don't remember now, but um, 
And so then I have different strong workouts for those days and I have plugged in what machines to use. So, cause I can't remember the routine every day. So then that just tells me, and then between each set is a 30 second timer between the rep, between the sets after X amount of reps. But after what you're saying, I might tweak it some more to maybe do more till failure. Yeah, Muscle I'll, failure. Uh, I'll come. I'll come put you through an, an HIT workout sometime if you want to. I don't know if like, I want I'm to. I'm not. Uh, I'm not Drew. I'm not the guy that was training me, but I, I gleaned enough from Drew to put you through a hmm. an HIT workout. Consider it one day. It's something, man. It's yeah. an experience. And then after we do all that, I go back home and I take Kuma for a mile walk. And then at that point, it's about seven a.m. And then I can chill. Right on. Yeah, it's been a pretty good little routine. Well, that's good that it's working for you. Yeah. And then part of it too, um, kind of what you're saying with orange theory about the buy-in you're going to, if you're going to spend that much, you're going to go, you know, and you're going to work out my, my side of that was I bought the Apple watch and I bought the AirPods as justification. Like these things will help me work out. Like I'm going to spend this much money because they're really good for working out. Like the AirPods don't have to worry about the cable. First world pains 100%. Yeah. Um, but the way the Apple watch just helps your fitness helps like the motivation, closing your rings, sharing your, what you're doing with your friends, seeing them close the rings makes you want to close yada, yada, yada. Like all my rings are almost closed by 7am, which kind of sucks. So I've had to up my goals a little bit. Well, and on that note, I I have seen some rumors floating around that, uh, the next watch Apple watch refresh, they're going to go with like, uh, the flat edge design that they've kind of been doing with everything. Like see the 12s. I heard about it, but I didn't look into it because I don't really care about the rumor mills too much on stuff like that. I mean, if that's true, how you feel about that? I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. I don't think I'd hate it. I don't know why they don't go circular. I've heard people complain about that. Like, cause a watch is usually a circle. And yeah. these are all square. I don't care either way. I'm fine with what I have right yeah, now. Yeah, I haven't hated this since since I got it. I, but I will say, like, I really liked the 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 twelve the the phone the yeah. iPhone twelve. I have the twelve like, mini, and I love this body it's, so much. It's, yeah, it's sleek and whatever, and so I don't hate that. But man, I like that holding, I can stand it up. Did I have you uh, hold the iPad Pro yeah. last week? No, like, it's beautiful. It feels even thinner and more sleek than the phone. It just feels impossible. I'm like, how is there anything? Other than like, I'm just holding a screen. Um, I can I can feel where the pencil goes. I can feel my phone like kind of being drawn to the magnet. That's on the funny. Side. I think your iPad is thinner than my iPhone. Yeah, and so that's crazy. I'm like, based on kind of how that makes me feel when I'm holding it, uh, I'm like, I'm I'm down for that kind of refresh to the watch. Like, let's let's yeah, do the, let's do they the flat do a edge. pretty good job with the way things look. So. Besides the camera bump. And besides yeah. the way they had originally charged the the Apple Pencil and the way they charge the the Magic Mouse with the port underneath the mouse. That one's still dumb. Hey, I'm getting a new Magic Mouse. That's cool. Because I'm getting a new one. Because I'm getting a new iMac. Oh, did, what's new with the new keyboard and mouse? I don't remember. Um, the I don't know that they did anything to the Magic Mouse and they probably still put the stupid charge port on the bottom so that you can't on use the, the bottom. mouse while it's charging. And then even if you could use it, the sensor's off. I, lo- I moved my finger on the sensor while it was plugged in on its side Yeah, and it's, it's completely off. Um, but the wireless keyboard they built uh, touch in ID. Touch ID. Yes, yes, I remember that. So That is dope. That's worth it right there. Which brings yeah, Apple Pay to the iMac. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It's a little like the rig I've been working with at work right now is like my MacBook Pro up on a stand next to a monitor and mm-hmm. then magic keyboard with the number pad and a magic mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then I've just been doing unlock with Apple Watch. So it's been a, a bit of a non-factor. But when that doesn't work, like 
I got to reach all the way up to where my MacBook is to unlock with my finger because, like, I'm going to type my password in like a chump. So now it'll just be... So that was the deal. Like, when they came out with the new iMacs and the M1 chip in particular, I'm like, I kind of want to play with that. Yeah. Um, Because we know how I like to play with new tech. And so the iMacs even, like souped up really nice nice whatever of the newest 24 inch imax you're still you know it's still less money than like a a base model 16 inch macbook pro like it is the cheaper computer to buy than a macbook pro so uh i hope their new macbook line did you hear they're going to bring back the sd card and the hdmi port uh we'll see again the rumor mill is the rumor mill so we'll see i just said i don't care about the rumors and here uh, i am spouting off rumors but so like we talked about it on here those new imax i just read the headlines i don't actually read the articles yes so uh but the i mean the new imax for fire we talked about them on here and so i'm like but i'm you know i'm not gonna buy like a dedicated desktop computer for the house it just makes no sense who's gonna do that um and work had just got me a macbook pro um last year i mean it's a 2019 16 inch i mean it's so i think we and i think we can i last can i just year. trade you guys what mine so well here's what i did because i'm a schemer i just put the bug out there to uh our it guy eric hi eric because eric's uh, a patreon supporter hey i'm like listen i'm not like committing committing to this yet because i don't want to say this out loud and regret it but i'm like if you hear somebody on campus just has to have a macbook pro I'm like let me know because hmm. i might be willing to give this up and get an iMac instead because that's the cheaper play for my employer right like it's cheaper for them to pay for an iMac for me to have than to pay for a MacBook Pro for this other person correct and sure enough it came around and then once it was real I kind of went back and forth I'm like ah do I want to not have a Mac because I sold my personal one so Mm -hmm. I'm like do I just want to not have a MacBook Pro at all right now Hmm. and your wife doesn't have one uh, no she's got um, just because of the nature of the work she does, she really needs to be on a Windows machine. Right. We have plenty of Most Apple. We have plenty are, of uh, yeah. Apple devices floating around here, anyway. So we had our personal one. We had the iPad. We've got the phones. Um, you know, we've got whatever. So it was. So work actually got her a, a really nice Windows HP Windows machine nice. uh, last year, but at the same time. Um, so I'm like, we've already got that. That we can. If we really have to have a full blown computer in the house, that's here. I just bought the MacBook or the iPad Pro. I've got the M1 sitting in there. I just wish they would update um, the software to be a little well, more Mac-y. Well, that's the thing. I think it's, I mean, we'll probably find, find out, out next on, week. Well, when people are hearing this, we'll be finding out ourselves. Yeah, to, today. WWC. Yeah. What, it, am I a worldwide developers conference? Is Correct. That, yeah, so, mm-hmm. but that, so that's coming up from Apple on Monday. today as you listen yeah, to it. Right and now. that's normally their big, like, this is what we're doing with our software. Yes. So that's the non-hardware event. And, um, there's some, some big teases that some big things are coming to, I have no idea. I haven't like looked at any iPad of that. OS. Evidently all of their promotional materials are really using like a lot of emojis and stuff. So people are really expecting like a big refresh to iMessage. I don't have any big complaints with iMessage. So we'll see. Do you think autocorrect has gotten worse? I feel like two years ago I could be typing blindfolded and it would still know what I'm saying. I'm, now I'm correcting it all the time. Yeah. I don't know about autocorrect. I, Siri used to understand me better than she does. Mm-hmm. I used to get away with talk to text all the time. Yeah. And that hasn't been as good as it once was for me. The keyboard's not as good for me as it used to be. Oddly enough, though, I don't know if you found this. Now, I'm not a monster, so I don't leave on the keyboard sound. But when it's on, my typing is more accurate. I don't know if mine's on. I, I think have mine's on. no idea why, but when it's on, my typing is more accurate. I don't think I have it on. No, I do have it on. Yeah. I just never have my. Yeah, no, that's switch. what I'm saying. The, the, the mute switch is always down. Right. Um, 
So yeah. So I I don't I don't because uh, I do agree with that. I would yes. I think my typing is a little bit better if I can hear that. Yeah. I don't I don't it's know. Weird. Why. Yeah. There's probably we can probably find an article or something about it, but something in your brain yeah. and your ear and your fingers and your so, coordination. But I mean, a lot of people now, as as everybody's gotten their hands on these iPad Pros with the M1 chips in them, they're like, just let the the chip free. Right. But they're just so determined on this. It, they don't want it to be a MacBook. Like they don't want it running Mac OS. Make it Mac. Um, it's a different. Light. It's a different category. So, but I think they can do that. I can. I think they can not just move it to because. Obviously, the the iPad Pro sitting in front of me could run Mac OS right now. It's, um, it's an M1 here's chip, my thing. obviously. Then let, when you're on the browser, let me not ever get a mobile site ever yes. again. Give me the desktop site. That's sites. been way better with Safari. That's okay. been way, way better and, already. Well, before when Kira, before she moved to Japan a couple years ago, um, she bought an iPad because she didn't want to have to bring her Windows laptop. And she thought her iPad would be enough to do teaching and yada, yada. Yeah. But then come to find out, oh, I can't use USB sticks. She needed to use, use yeah. USB sticks a lot in out there. A lot of basic things that you yeah. need to use a computer for. Her iPad just wasn't up to the task at yeah. the time. So. That's fair, but it's, you know, so we'll see what uh, what WWDC brings. But so I finally made it. What, what's. And what, then I'm going to go, hey, right now I'm going to say I will never do a beta. And I've told you this many times because I've done yes. the, the iOS betas. And two minutes into it, I go, I wish I never did this. Yeah. My phone doesn't work and I hate my life. I'm going to go watch this WWDC and I'm going to see what the new iOS is going to have. I won't let you. And uh, I'm going to go, hey, Kale, I think I might join the beta. I did it for the first time ever with iOS 14.5 just because I wanted the unlock with mask on. Right. And I regretted it still. There were like issues with like controlling like my media players from my AirPods. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was just buggy. It was, it was a beta. If you want to be constantly annoyed, join the beta. It's cool to get those cute little features. It's, it's, you might as well just wait though for the couple months. What, October, November? Yeah. Who knows with COVID, but probably September. It was later this year, yeah. but because of COVID. Yeah. Anyways. So they say. Right. Whatever. Fauci. Damn Apple. Um, ooh, emails. Man. Fauci's. Ooh, he's having a week, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know what I think. Who'd, who'd have thunk it? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I always felt something Freedom was Freedom of off. Information Act. That's some legislation I can get behind. Who who wrote that? Who's 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 was that? Uh I would say it might have been bipartisan, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look it up. I'm sure yeah. all of them regret it now. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen all the memes with him and Hillary? Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, yeah. there's one meme. He's like, they're passing notes in class and it, they Photoshop their faces on the kids. And then the note says, you should have deleted them, bro. Yeah. I, you what know, what's did. funny is whatever. I, I'm not going to be a Fauci apologist because I'm not. I think he's made some missteps, but I don't think the guy's like necessarily this big nefarious bad actor. I don't actor. think that at all. No. I think this isn't what he does. I mean, no. obviously, like some of the medical stuff is, is what he does, but right. he's not a media personality. He's right. not a politician. Nobody, nobody is built for this kind of spotlight. No. Nobody. I don't even really care what and he says. He's it's just, just in over his head. Well, And part of the thing was like... I don't care about your opinion other than the medical stuff. Right. And so it's like when everybody's like, oh, well, we've, he said we've got to do this. Yes, because he's only concerned about the medicine because he doesn't have to worry about the economy or national security or anything else. He's very myopic. Right. So it's like, no, you can't just go, he's an expert in this area, so we have to do what he says. No, he's an expert in that area, and I'm going to listen to the experts in all the areas involved, and then I'm going to form my yeah, opinion and at. take action based on Yeah, I wasn't on living or dying on Fauci at all. Yeah. 
So I, was? I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's a, I don't think he was a, a Trump fan, but I can't imagine that President Trump was or is an easy person to work for either. I mean, how I, many people... I think that scenario was probably pretty infuriating for all of those people. Right. I mean, how many uh, people left his administration? Like, how, how much turnover that dude was yeah. going through? So, uh, so I don't, you know, I don't really hold, hold that against him, but I don't think that, you know, like uh, the Fauci, ouchy stickers, that might have been a miss. That's funny. Yeah. So, but I, you, you see that in a lot of stories, like not just... We're we're really t- way too quick these days. Like we want somebody to be either the villain or the hero right away. Right. And now you get demonized if you just go. Nah, I just want to see how this plays out a little. Just give me a little time. I want to see how this plays out a little bit first. Right. Let me see who this person really is. No, right. you must decide right now. Right. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that because yeah. I don't think I have all the information right now. I want some more info. I need a bigger data set. Then I'll make my call. Right. And well, no. You're you're also evil, but so yeah, he's he's having a week, but um, uh, just the uh, the Biden administration in general. I wanted to call some balls and strikes on this week because I saw some stuff I liked. Okay, I saw some stuff I didn't like. So uh, they did, and I think this was just today. Um, the uh, from CNET White House expands ban list of Chinese companies, and so uh, is he a bigot and a racist? Well, that's, you know, we've talked about that some on here. It, it does just continue to be uh, so uh, whatever, just to see the difference in coverage from President Trump to President Biden. So when President Trump wanted to um, shut down TikTok, ban Huawei, those sorts of things, um, he was just a, a nationalist and a racist. And uh, Do you think there's anything things. wrong with being a nationalist versus a global- globalist? Um, well, I don't know. There's such politically loaded terms right now. So like, it depends on if you mean them as they're meant in the common vernacular right now. I mean, like their traditional meaning. I think it's dumb. I'm also very naive and I don't know things. I think it's dumb that like in our COVID bill to help Americans, how much money was going overseas. Was that, would that count in this argument or is that a different argument? Uh, I don't know. It's probably deeper than we want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> now we're in 20 minutes into this, oh, yeah. this particular podcast. But no, yeah, quickly, I just think I would rather take care of home America before we go. Let's make sure we're a hundred percent. Cause like we still have infrastructure. We still have a lot of homeless. We still have a lot of problems over here. Why are we funding so many other countries right now? Yeah, no, I don't think, I think um, if you can, you should buy your hungry neighbor groceries. I don't think you should put those groceries on your credit card because you don't have the money to pay for them. I agree with that. Um, I just think that's, and I'm not saying the government should pay the homeless people or give them money. I'm saying like, can we have programs to help? I don't know what ways I'm not, they don't pay me to come up with this idea, but like, is there are ways we can clean this I, I up. I just meant like like my take was, um, and there there are legitimate political arguments for foreign aid and like the goodwill that comes along with it and stable you know global stabilization and like we are you know we've sure. got to exist you know, um, but that the the flip side is like we're like all that foreign aid is it's just it's just on the credit card yeah it's just like, right. We're trillions and trillions, tens of trillions of dollars, numbers we can't even fathom with our little human brains right. in debt and growing and no plan to pay it off and no plan to decrease it. And we just spend and spend and spend and well, spend. Well, we don't have to get in the national debt again. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but no, the, uh, and and for the record, this is me calling a, a strike, not a ball. Like, I, I think this is the Biden administration getting something right. Like, just further uh, restricting. Wait, a strike would be good. 
Yeah, in this instance, they're the pitcher. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. Um, I was taking it as the batter for whatever reason. Yeah, no. I don't know why I um, took it. I'm not also not huge in baseball. Uh, you know, just kind of further prohibiting uh, any involvement in uh, companies from China that have ties to uh, the Chinese government and the Chinese military, uh, which is, you know, just about every every Chinese company. Um, because just China's not a good actor. Like, they're, they are very, very nationalistic. It is China first, and who cares? And it's not even, like, all the Chinese people first, because we've talked about it before. Right, yeah. When you have a billion, they're expendable. Um and so seeing them kind of get serious in at least one area uh, with China was nice to see. Now, unfortunately, uh, just as I was reading about, uh, just as I had called that strike, then a ball comes, then a ball comes down. Uh, which is, uh, um, and it's funny that we were just talking yet again about our, our national debt, but I see like the Biden administration plans to spend like a billion dollars on expanding broadband in tribal lands. Now, listen, I don't begrudge native peoples their high-speed internet. Just like, isn't Elon already solving this problem? And why, yeah, why are we having to pay for that? <laughs> like, just, but can't they just get Starlink? Yeah. And the answer is, yes, they can just isn't get Starlink. Isn't Google working on that too, like with giant like balloons in the air or something? I don't know what they're, where they're at with that project, but they were working on that. But like Starlink is real. Like they're, they're yeah. like you can get the dish and, and get the high-speed internet from Starlink right now and it's only going to keep getting better. And there are some competitors. I mean, they're not, they're not like hot right. on SpaceX's heels. So I'm just like, yeah, industry, like private industry is already solving this problem and nobody needs to lay a single foot of cable. One billion dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of guap. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You know the thing. Yeah. So what's this right here about third stimulus check good update? Good idea. Oh, I don't know. Wait, I don't, did we already get a third one or we only got two? Is I'm it confused. sad that we've lost track? I guess. Do we need a, even a, a third round? <laughs> if that's what this is saying? Oh, <laughs> Oh, where's this from? Oh, this is CNET too, huh? It's June 3rd. The article was written Gosh. after sending... Blah, blah, blah. The next round of $1,400 stimulus checks for those who qualify. Oh um, I mean, it's a very short arc. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's way too much text to quickly read while <laughs> we're recording. But. It's funny because I had this thought today because I was, I was out at Kennedy with my son again today. There was a, um, I took the day off work and there was uh, SpaceX was uh, launching a Falcon 9 with mm-hmm. a, a resupply mission. Great launch, by the way. Oh. Brand new booster, brand new Dragon capsule. Um, so it was a, it was a pretty Neat. launch, pretty day. And, uh, but I'm just there and Kennedy space center, obviously federal federally run mm-hmm. to, to some degree. Right. And I'm just like, it's just still not like, there's still plenty of stuff in the park. That's not open. It was like, if you're vaccinated, you can wear, you can go maskless outside, but you still got a mask up inside. And so it's just like the park. It was a lot of people there today because it's summer because this is Florida and no one gives a rip. Well, we were pretty much open. And, um, and then because of the launch, there's a lot of people out there today and they just haven't had big crowds for a while for obvious Kennedy, not Disney to begin with and then right. COVID and then whatever. Some just, they just weren't like super well prepared for the crowd. It could have gone better. And like, they've got a Starbucks out there. Starbucks isn't open. They've still got like, they're, they've got their own coffee truck thing out there. It's not open. They've got uh, like of their two, like bigger, they've got one like 
bigger restaurant and then there's a couple like order from the window go sit down one of those still isn't open i'm like and so in the meantime like you're having this horrible user experience because you're standing in these long lines where i'm like just open up right and then at the anybody who's not comfortable with that at this point won't come right but i bet you won't miss them right i bet your bottom line won't miss them yeah there's still restaurants so that have just like, crazy uh, just like, distancing. man, I wish Kennedy was run by I, I, just the just the visitor center. Yeah. I'm not saying Florida should take over NASA, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, can we just run Kennedy so that I can get a latte while I'm there with my kid, please? Yeah, I feel like I just don't understand why people, a lot of companies aren't going, I think we can open up. Like, do you see TSA is still forcing people to wear masks? Like all through the airport and the airlines and well, stuff. Listen, dude, we've got a, a wedding in October in Michigan. Um, if you're having to wear a mask on that flight and you're fully vaxxed, what? Well, dude, my thing is, you know, it's whatever. I masked up and flew to your stupid wedding. Um, but so the kids are going with us because they're, I think at least Marcus, maybe both of them are in the wedding. So like we're, we're going back and forth with, are we going to make this drive up to Michigan here or are we going to fly? We haven't flown with the kids yet. Um, Has Marcus ever been on a plane? Nope. Oh, that'd be his first. been on a plane. And so, um, like I'm tend to be more pro driving with them. Just, I like that control of if we need to pull off, if we need Mm. to stop, if we need to, whatever, I don't have to put up with other people's garbage. I don't got to sit next to some weirdo. It just, you know, all these reasons I would rather fly, but that's a long drive with the kids. Very long. And so you've got to take more stops and you've got to take longer stops. And so now best case scenario, right? You're talking four days of, of travel round trip right mm-hmm. it's seven it's 17 hours of drive time but you figure you break that up in two yeah, hour increments yeah. you take one hour stops two hour lunches you're right. looking at, at two days one way right um but then the flip side is i'm on the i'm in this metal tube in the air no one can get away from my children if they're hating it mm-hmm. no one and uh the kids are gonna have to keep masks on the whole time good luck my daughter will be too by then She's never had a mask. Do on. they have Does to wear it? masks that young? Oh, two and up. You get. I mean, wow. You can find news story after news story of them like kicking families off a plane because a two-year-old wouldn't keep their mask on. Oh my on. god! It's the most infuriating. You think they could thing. roll the dice on that ninety-nine percent? Listen, uh, how much attitude does my little daughter have? A all, lot. All the attitude. If mm-hmm. she doesn't want to keep the mask on, it ain't <laughs> staying on and nobody's doing anything about it. Right. Send your air marshal because you might as well arrest us. Right. Whatever. So it's just. Jeez. But she wouldn't have to wear a mask in flu season. Mm-hmm. Like the the flu to, and I, this isn't, I'm, I'm not saying, I don't think that COVID's a conspiracy. I don't think it's nothing. I don't think it's just a cold. But what we know right now, what we know that we know that it is, is not as great a threat to children as the flu is. Right. A greater percentage of kids with the flu die than kids with COVID. But my kids don't have to mask up on the flight during flu season. Right. What are we doing? Yeah. It's all, uh, what is it? People keep using theater. It's all theater right now. It's all it is. And, you know, so the counter argument is here. Well, if they catch it, you don't know who they're going to give it to and what their risk is. <sighs> well, why isn't that person vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Why are they even on the flight if they were at all concerned? Um, yeah, so it's it's a tough decision to make for for October. Like, well, you got time. Yeah, we'll, well see. we're going. The misses and I are going to um, South Carolina in July. 
Yeah, I know you're screwing up my recording schedule. I know. I think we're we all about fi- it. I think we can figure it out because uh, Becca will be on in the studio, yeah. and then I might be out Hopefully. of the studio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might have to call in. Um, but uh, I really want to fly. But it's over Fourth of July weekend, and ticket prices to South Carolina. Why would I don't want to drive to South Carolina because I I'm opposite, complete opposite of you. Oh gosh, and I would rather fly. Uh, th- that thought would never even cross my mind. It's crossed my South mind, Carolina. and it's cro- crossed so hard that I've looked at tickets multiple if times. If I had significantly more wealth in my own plane, maybe. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I I don't like driving. I don't even like driving. I'm obviously because how many times have I brought up my daily commute to here? Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I'm not a fan of long drives. Kira's like, well, I'll take over. I'll drive a little bit. I'm like, I'm still in the car. I'm still having to go through it. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's driving. You have your music, your podcast. You stop for the food you want. You see the countryside. I don't know. N- none of those things. Oh, maybe not zero percent. <laughs> None of you those. don't have to waste money on a rental car when you get there or on uber wouldn't have to do any of that because they would pick us up and stay is free because we're staying with her family so just start to pay for the flight i think her family her mom and dad are flying in but then you can't you're there and then you can't get around without them don't care <laughs> uh, dude i when i want to be able to get up and go when i want to go yeah, where am I? Where am I trying to go? I'm there to see them. Where am I going to go? Who cares? You get up in the morning. You want to go get some Starbucks. You can't hoof it, buddy. Okay. No factor. No, does not bother oh me whatsoever. Gosh, no. I'm a simple man, but I no. want to fly. I gotta have wheels. I'm good. Are you going up there for it? Just cause, just cause. Um, her grandpa America's lives there. And, okay. Her grandpa, her last grandparent is. Uh, he's there. He's reaching South Carolina. I assume must be her dad's side. Yes, her her dad's dad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he's there. Uh, so then it seems like several other families actually flying in or coming in. It seems like it's a mi- little mini reunion. So her fa- her mom and dad will be there, and it seems like a missed opportunity if we don't go. We can't bring the dog though. So I would have driven if we could. Like so, once so we could have bring this, Kuma, and the guy's not even going to get to meet his great grandchild for real because the family member we're staying with they have cats and dogs and cats. Rah, rah, rah. Not a thing. So. We came and bring Kuma. So then I was really like, okay, we're definitely flying then. Because I would have driven because Kuma could have been there in the back seat. So neck. get a hotel room like a man and drive and take your dog. Uh, we looked at the hotels and they're like 400 a night because it's Myrtle Beach over 4th of July weekend. And Kuma's just not worth it to you. Huh? Kuma was not worth over $1,000 <laughs> just to stay in a hotel so we could bring her. No. On top of $100 in gas. So... But, but yeah, it is. It does. Uh, you know, it, I don't think anybody's gonna <laughs> go anywhere and put up a mission accomplished banner. But feels like we're feels like we're kind of back this summer. Feels like uh, at least in Florida, it'll be. Uh, I think mo- where I saw, I guess it was yesterday. We're at like the lowest COVID numbers in the country since March of 2020. Like since it since it cracked off. Nice. So. It's uh, you know, hopefully. What's do, do they have numbers on how many people are the percentage of people vaccinated? Uh, I'm sure they're out there. I don't know. I'm more and more. I've been trying to. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. Like I've been trying to, which is funny since I, uh, you know, host somewhat of a current events podcast. But uh, I've been trying to tune out of the news more and more. It's just such. Uh, you know, news, social media, whatever. It's just such garbage. It's just such negativity. And if you just turn it off. Like if, you you just leave it off, if you don't watch it and you just talk to people, you're like, oh, wait, 
Life isn't like fifty percent of people don't hate the other fifty percent of people. Like yeah. we're not all mad at each other. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not all like everybody's actually relatively nice, and everybody's just trying to like everybody just wants to be happy and and do their job and pay their bills. And who can't get behind that? Um. So I so I don't know. So all that like especially on the on the COVID stuff. I'm like, we've got the vaccines. Yeah, Roger that. Like, I got you. I've just not been tracking with it as much. So gotcha. every, every once in a while I'll see a headline that kind of, oh, it's, it's that interesting. And then no, it was, it was just clickbait. And like, oh, new, new strain, new whatever. And then you click on it like, oh, it's like, it's a minor genetic difference and it doesn't pose any. Right. So, okay. Yeah. I've, I'm, I, I'm probably agree with a lot of people with, the, or a lot of people agree with the statement. I think we're all COVID out. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm over here and about your, how so, you're trying to care about my safety. Except for Dr. Dr. Fauci. Fauci's still going strong. <laughs> trying to trying to stretch out his, his 15 minutes of fame. Well, hey, what better place to end the podcast this week than on, on Dr. Fauci? Well, because it's ending Pray, for him. Praying for you, bud. <laughs> I'm not. Praying for you. So. I, don't, I don't know if I care enough to pray for him. But hey. God bless him, though. God bless him. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks for helping us get to 1,000. A, a uh, you know, maybe hooray. Maybe closer to 1100 by the time you listen to this. Keep sharing with your so, friends. Tell everyone you know. Yeah, please uh, like, rate, thumbs up, review, whatever your your listening uh, device will allow you to do. Uh, do that for us. Give us give us a share. Tell your friends. Actually, uh, we've made it easier than ever to give us a review. So actually set up something called Rate This Podcast, cleverly named. Wow. So you can actually, you don't even have to worry about like what podcast app you're using. If you just go to ratethispodcast.com slash solid seven on your device, it'll actually pull up right there. Like whatever device you're on, wherever you're able to give us a rating or give us a review, it'll it'll give you a link straight to do it. So a little something, something we're trying out. Jordan Harbinger literally like personally like recommended it to me or tipped me off to it yeah again i don't think i'm special i think he just spends part of copy talking to strangers <laughs> and so he was talking to me um but so we can only get like five reviews through that a month right now because we're just doing the free one but we'll see how it goes you guys use up all five and uh maybe we'll pay to get some more um but uh yeah would really appreciate that uh give us a, a follow uh, give us a push on social media we're solid the number seven podcast uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, and uh, if you're just really loving the podcast, uh, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash solid, the number seven podcast, and you can throw us a, a little support, and we'll throw you some bonus content for your trouble, and if you do that $10 level, we'll even toss you a better than average coffee mug. But just barely. And I'll say, much like the workouts that we discussed, you enjoy the podcast more the more invested you are. hey I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Patreon supporters, let me let me know if you enjoy it more. Since uh, you're maybe <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we did pick up a new Patreon supporter this week. So John, welcome. Oh yes, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. He's been working his way through every episode. He's been texting. It's funny because certain people will pick up the show at random times, and yeah. I don't remember what we've talked about in past no. episodes. So the people will just send me like a one little line of a vague sentence I might have said or you've said, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Sounds genius. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who said that, but I like it. Right. So, but so yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Keep coming back because we sure will. And uh, in the meantime, we love you. Out. Farewell. Hey,